Blog Talk Radio. And we're here today with Cindy Perlman, the inspirational entertainment correspondent. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Hi, Gail. Good morning. How are you? Very, very excited, as as always, to hear your voice and to learn some new insights from you that you glean from the entertainment industry. How's your week been? It's been so great, Gail. It's beautiful here in Nevada where I am. It finally turned cold, and when you live in a hot weather state, the minute you get to wear a sweater and put the heat on, it's like, yay. But then there's always two sides to the coin. I I got a text from my brother who's in Chicago. He said it was 22 degrees there this morning, so I have to give a little shout-out to my Chicago friends, and I, I feel your cold weather pain already. Yeah, your version, the Nevada version of it especially. You lived in Chicago for most of your life, didn't you? You know, most of my life I was born and raised in Chicago, and I love the city. And the real reason we moved to the West Coast was my dad was getting a little bit older, and uh, it just had been such snowy, icy winters that that he had you know, started to slip and slide a lot outside. So he, he really couldn't do winters. So... So we we sort of were, we lived in both places for a while. We kept our house for forever and lived in Arizona for a while and then moved up and back to Chicago. Wow. So what information can you share with our listeners today, Cindy? Well, I have been talking to everybody about stress this week for some reason Mm. because I think people are starting to get that excited feeling about the holidays, but I don't know about you, but I've noticed this week in particular, people are so stressed out. Have you noticed this at all? Yeah, give me an example of what you're referring to. What 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 experiences have you had? 
Well, first of all, I've noticed my one of my great friends, Just I was talking to her at the crack of dawn. She's in a big fight with her sister over who's going to do what with their mom on the holidays. I mean, these women are in their 50s. They're not 12 years old. They're, they're in a fight, and it seems like everyone's starting to get that. Oh, my God, we've got to start planning for the holidays, and there's no, there's no time. I think everyone feels stressed out because we're trying to do 97 things at the same time. You know, I, it the holidays definitely, um, you know, exa- you know, exacerbate. Is that would that be the right phrase um, or right word? So. You know, the our tendency to jam more into a day than the rest of the year. But how many of us is it actually our our habit now to try and to jam so much more into the bottle of one day than, you know, the mind can hold or a day can hold. Um, Our expectations and the pressures we place on ourselves are so exceedingly great that, you know, maybe the new norm for many of us is we don't know how to function unless we're feeling stressed out. I think you are so right. And Someone said this to me a few weeks ago. They said, the word no is a complete sentence. And I'm very bad about that myself because I think, I can do it. I'll just add one more thing to my plate. But I love that, that the word no is a complete sentence, and you don't have to sometimes explain the no, that a day can only stretch so much, and sometimes you just have to say no to a few things. How easy is it for you to say no? Like nearly impossible, Gail. It's like it's almost, I mean, it's almost an impossible thing because I have that thing where I think, well, I can do it. You know, I'm good at juggling and and I can just add one more thing. But I have to tell you a really simple story of how sometimes life intervenes because yesterday I was running around like crazy, doing a million things, doing interviews, writing things up. And I have a 10-year-old stepdaughter, and I have to pick her up from school at two at 2.30 in the afternoon, three days a week. So I was, like, racing to school. I got her, raced home, had a million things to do. We just got home. She went outside to play. She comes back 15 minutes later holding a little dog in her arms, a little shaking dog, a little dachshund. And and she was all upset. And she's like, this dog is running around in the big road. It's going to get hit. We have to do something. And for a minute, I have to say, and I love dogs, but I thought, oh, God, I don't have time to deal with this right now. And But then I thought, no, we, what can we do? We have to find this dog's home. And he had no tags, no collar, no nothing. And he was so cute. He was You could tell he was well taken care of. He was a beautiful little guy. And he just kept, every time we put him down, he kept trying to run for the major road. So we spent two hours on a cold fall afternoon literally going door to door around our neighborhood. It's the last thing I ever wanted to do. I didn't have time to do it. But I have to say, when we finally found the family, and we did, we knocked on the last door, and they were like, yes, that's little Ricky, that's our dog. I swear, that little surge of happiness we all felt, the family, my stepdaughter and I felt, it was worth doing so many other things. It was such a little happy moment. Wow. We found his house. So did it bring your stress level down? 
it really did because he was heavy for a little guy. So we kept we kept trading off and we kept holding him because we couldn't put him down. He'd run into the road. So and he was literally shaking. Like he knew he was in bad trouble. And, you know, we just wouldn't give up on it. I swear we would have had another dog in our family if it would have come to it. My husband would have literally killed me. But I, I was like, this dog, you know, we're either going to find his house or we're going to keep him. But um, but it was. He was, we just, it was such a stress reliever because, you know, we just thought this is our, this is our mission. We're finding this guy's little house. So it was. I think sometimes you have to just, stop and and find ways to relieve your stress. I think I also just heard you say something that's very um, important here, and that's acts of kindness are stress relievers. Such wonderful stress relievers because I have to say, and I don't want to call them out, but there was another neighbor, and they love dogs too, and that guy was outside, and we said, can you help us? And he just was like, no, and he ran into the house. And I thought, well, that's kind of sad for you. I hope, I, you know, I, I'm figuring he probably feels bad. But, but yeah, he was just like, no, I don't have time, and kind of slammed the door. So I think sometimes you you have to stop. I mean, life goes almost too fast. And if there's a moment where you could do a little act of kindness, it's it was so worth it. My stepdaughter was so proud of herself at the end. She was like, we. We took this on and we solved it, and it was just a great day for the whole family. What a wonderful lesson for her to learn from you, too, that um, will stay with her and future decisions that she makes was that you responded to her desire to do something helpful, and you dropped what you were doing in order to be fully engaged um, in helping her. And so that act of kindness then brought another act of kindness and sheer joy when you guys, you know, found the the dog's home. And I have to say it wouldn't be my choice of how to spend the afternoon, but there were so many neighbors I've never met before. We knocked on their door to say, is this your dog? So it was really sort of nice to have people stand in the door jam for a minute and talk to us and look at the dog and feel bad for him. And we ended up with two or three other kids coming with us to help, and it was, it was just sort of like this little Pied Piper thing. I was, was going to say, I get an image of Peter Pied Piper, you know. <laughs> it was a movement, Gail. It became like, <laughs> we were finding this dog's house, and and, uh, and there was like actual cheering going on on someone's front lawn when we found the actual house. So I wonder, Cindy, if um, looking at the holidays and all the hustle and bustle that you know, it brings for most of us, uh, how we can stay in a place of calmness and really go for acts of kindness as an expression of the holidays. And not not the, the kinds of acts of kindness where we feel obligated, but where we genuinely, you know, decide to set aside something for the moment that's seems like it's important and reach out to someone else because it's the right thing to do and it's what we would want to do if we were in our sane mind and not feeling so stressed. So we just push past that stress and insanity and choose, you know, this holiday, I've always wanted to go and just sit with this neighbor for an hour and 
take some cookies or I just wanted to sit and listen to my daughter practice her guitar uninterrupted in the park for an hour and I keep putting it off, putting it off, but I'm going to use this time of Thanksgiving and Christmas celebration to make sure that I participate in an act of kindness that I've been putting otherwise would have put off. I agree. I think it's really the ultimate present to yourself and to everyone else, too, to take the little time you get in the, around the holidays. Everyone slows down for a minute. And just do do something that gives yourself a little kindness, gives your neighborhood and society a little bit of kindness. So much more important than going to Target for the 97th time to find that perfect gift or going to the mall and all the stuff that's stressful. Really, we've all done that treadmill, too. It might might be nicer to approach it a little different this year. How will we carry it forward beyond the holidays? Because if we begin to implement these steps before the holidays, then maybe it'll take us successfully through, and then we can. it's already can be planted as uh, seeds that are future behaviors that carry forth into a new year. I think we really have to almost schedule it in, but I think once you just do it one time, because I, it's still, it's the next day, and I, I just still feel so good about this little dog, which I know sounds ridiculous, but, you know, that feeling, is, it's, it was just such a lovely feeling that I think you can only get from doing something where you're kind to someone else. It's just such a unique feeling. So I think once you make a, an effort, and if you have children, do that with your children. Once you make an effort to do that, then I think I think you're going to want to do it some more, and and I think everyone just benefits that. You want to experience that that joy again. You really do, and I mean, and in my hustle and bustle of going to school and doing drop-offs this morning, we slowed the car down and actually talked to two neighbors as we pulled out of the garage, because now it's become a neighborhood thing, like, whatever happened with that dog? And, and suddenly we're talking to the little old lady across the street in her robe walking her poodle, and and we're sort of communicating with our little community. So I think it's sort of an infectious thing if you just do do one one there's some place in your town. I mean, I know in Nevada there's a place called Opportunity Village where a lot of kids who have Down syndrome live and it's an amazing place. And they always have a Christmas festival. And I think some people would be like, Well, I don't know if I want to go to that but give it a shot. What do you I mean take an hour. Try something you might not usually try. And you never, never know what you're gonna find there. Cindy Perlman, here you thank you so much again. You always bring wonderful surprises into the conversations here at Sylvia Global. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. And everybody have a great Thanksgiving. You too, Cindy. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Okay, so, bye.